However, real art does exist. It exists in the shadows of the megastars, influencers, 15-minute famers, and clout demons. It exists on the website that only a thousand people know about. It exists in the bar after an amazing show where the energy is buzzing and people are conversing and sharing human experiences. It exists in every nook and corner where, where commercial content slash art isn't. So if you ever hear the phrase, art is dead again, and find yourself asking who killed it, reflect on how you consume art slash content and realize that maybe it was you, you son of a bitch. The son of a bitch part isn't in there, but it was you. Shout out to the unreleased Earl Sweatshirt tracks. What's going on, beautiful people? It's your boy, Black Zeus. Welcome to another episode of Black Zeus, the podcast, season four, episode Trey One 31. How you doing? How you beautiful people doing? Welcome. If you're new, welcome. If you're recurring, welcome back, beautiful people. And uh, goodbye. This has been the episode for the week. Da da dee dee doo. You know what to do. It's a new episode in the studio. Hey, speaking of new episode in the studio, check out the new camera angle on us. Hey, over here now. Look at look at me over there. And we got more of the corner wall here with the nice curtain. I bought this nice ass curtain and didn't even feature it on the podcast. Why not? It's right there. It's a curtain, you know? And now, the studio has a little more variety in its look. And uh, that's the reason we made the change. Nothing else. Stop asking questions. All right? <laughs> what the fuck is this episode? Anyways, you know what we got to do? We got to summon the crypto king himself. The guy who made so much crypto money and lost it. And then ended up having to be a podcast producer because of it. Let's see. How do we get who who do we call on him? Bitcoin gods. Uh, <laughs> I heard another story actually about about uh, the crypto king. Uh, turns out that he created Ethereum. It wasn't that. Canadian guy with the very fucking Nordic sounding name that Vitalik. Yeah, I know my crypto shit. Shut up. It wasn't Vitalik. It was Dante, bro. Dante created Ethereum, allegedly. No lawsuits. He created Ethereum and he sold it on the black market to not even to Vitalik. He sold it to Elon Ma, the Chinese Elon Musk. All right. He sold it to him on Alibaba.com for like 30 bucks. He sold the rights. I don't even know how that works. He created a whole cryptocurrency and sold the rights on a foreign 
fucking marketplace to a Chinese American car manufacturer owner guy. That's who I got to produce this. And we have to summon Vitalik. No, let's not fucking summon that dingus. I'm not trying to fucking bring in no weirdo energy into the podcast studio. I'm not summoning shit. How about that, nigga? Dante's in the studio. This fucking 80s hip hop nigga. <laughs> Just before we started recording, I showed Dante the um the Will Smith. Uh, what was a family guy, family imp- guy impression? Yeah, which is hilariously awful. And I don't know. Will Smith is a target now, so let's fucking make fun of him. I guess. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. Hey, all my hip hop is positive, <laughs> and I like a positive message. Ha ha ha. Hey, 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 hey. Anyways, what's going on, bro? You know, I'm doing well. Blessed and highly favored. Doing the damn thing still. Doing the damn thing. What is the thing? The thing that can't be named, brother. this cryptic ass negro hey i don't think i turned on the applaud sign oh shit i didn't turn on the applause sign guys gotta restart the thing all right just remember everything that we said and we'll do a fresh take and through the magic of editing we're back uh wait why would i say we're back if we're restarting well obviously i broke the magic there nothing happened i forgot to turn the light on I turned it on, and now all the people that are still listening to the audio only are caught up. Uh, If you're listening to the audio only, by the way, you're missing out on a brand new camera angle. Just saying. Get it on the YouTube. (laughs) You can tell. Yo, I'm the worst promoter ever, bro. You can tell I don't care. Yeah, we got a brand new camera angle. Uh, it's atrocious marketing. Um, I mean, but we do have the angle, though. You know what I mean? So let's not downplay the camera angle. You know what I mean? Check it out. Brand new. <laughs> you been up to anything? Have you done anything new? Anything exciting? Anything noteworthy? I watched They Live. Let's go. I did my homework. Let's go. All right. We got all right. All right. Before we get into the comedy recap, <laughs> last week we did promise that there would be a review yeah, led by Dante. Yeah, of of They Live. If you haven't seen it, why didn't you catch up on your homework, you bitch asses? Uh, they Live is an 80s movie starring Roddy Piper, uh, filmed and directed and written by John Carpenter. Uh, it is technically a sci-fi, but the way the director, writer, creator of the movie describes it, it's a documentary. And essentially, it's the movie where, you know, uh, the glasses concept comes from, where when you put on the glasses, you can see the world for how it really is. Uh, that's that's where that's they live you know what i'm saying so um and that's where obey comes from that's yeah so you did your homework <laughs> bro did you see it though on the wall I did. yeah they had the big poster the clothing company obey which i guess isn't as popular now as it used to be but yeah, um it's very 2012 to yeah 18. to like yeah like yeah like 18 19 2019 maybe just before the pandemic i guess maybe a yeah. little bit before then yeah. yeah 17 18 around there um you know the anti-establishment which is hilarious because it's a corporate uh clothing company anyways whatever um do you know what the face is though of the obey logo so the word obey came from the movie mm-hmm. they live but know. you know the logo of obey how yeah, it, there's the a face, face. Like you a know face. yeah you know whose face that is john carpenter nope nope it is <laughs> it is a wrestler 
How would I? I don't know no wrestlers. Who's like some of the most famous wrestlers you know from back in the day? Like Hogan. obviously you say Hulk Hogan. Kofi Kingston. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he wasn't famous. What is this? Yo, I just blew people's speakers out with that. Holy shit! My apologies. My laughter is obnoxious. What the fuck? This nigga said Kofi Kingston. I'm like, I'm trying to get people from like our our childhood. What? Well, My childhood. He was. Damn, I'm not that much older than you, bro. Don't do that to me right now. From my childhood, you bitch ass nigga, you trying to make me sound like a fucking dinosaur up in this bitch. I, I'm not that old. All right, Kofi Kingston is not from his childhood. Maybe from your teens. No, I was a child. Stop that. <laughs> How old were you when Kofi Kingston was popping? Ten. Shit. <laughs> then I must have been no, bro. How long has Kofi been in the business? I don't know. I just. <laughs> Yo, he's Jamaican. You fucking guy. <laughs> wasn't you that told me he wasn't even Jamaican? He was like Nigerian. Yeah, he's got Ghanaian. Ghanaian. So he used to talk like this, man. Yo, man, I'm yeah, gonna I, beat I, you I, up, dog. Yo, Wagwan, brother. <laughs> Yo, Undertaker, I'm gonna fuck you up, man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then literally, I swear to you, one week, like the next week. Uh-huh. He just started talking in his regular voice, and they had to bring it up. It was so awkward that they like Triple H. You know Triple H? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I so know H, yeah. Um, so, so they were all in the ring together. Okay. Him and a bunch of guys, and then he's just like, "Yo, guys, 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 that's not what we should be doing." And everyone just looked at him, <laughs> and then Triple H is like, "Hey, aren't you Jamaican?" <laughs> he's like, "No, man." All right, and that's literally that's yeah. wrestling, bro. Yeah. And they're like, "All right," and he's not Jamaican anymore. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's you know that Kofi Kingston was like. Probably the last black man that I had to deal with Vince McMahon antics in terms of like the so on the nose racial stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but you have dreadlocks. You can't be from Africa. Yeah. Yeah. You have dreadlocks. Yeah, you're Jamaican. Yeah. You do a Jamaican accent. You're, you better do a Jamaican accent or you're fire. <laughs> bro, you don't know wrestling. That is such a pitch perfect fucking you're fired, bro. Yeah. And- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the face from Obey yes. is, is man? No, it's Andre the Giant. Uh, Do you know that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the fucking yeah, the, the, giant. the eighth wonder of the world type bullshit. He yeah. was yeah. He was in um mm-hmm. The Princess Bride. Correct. Uh that I think that role was made for him too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean it's a giant. This yeah. is at that time, especially, there was pretty much only one giant that was like famous. Yeah, you got to get him. Yeah, he sounds like he sounded like like he couldn't say Hulk Hogan. He would be like R.I.P. A legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not making fun. Not punching down. You're punching up. I'm punching up into heaven because that's where he is. You know. what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, so so continue on with your review of the <laughs> Um First of all, star rating. Uh do we do five or do we do ten? I like to do ten just because you can get a little bit. Well, you get yeah, but then do you do decimals? No, no, no. Okay, fair yeah. enough. All right, fair I, enough. I was gonna say because you get, can get a little bit more granule, granular. You know, you can get a okay. more precise. Okay. Um, when you do ten, whereas you know five is every twenty percent or whatever. 
So I give it like, like message wise or movie wise, like. Well, movie wise first, let's start with that because the message transcends the movie. It, it like it's yeah. its own thing. Okay. Um, I'd give it a solid seven. Okay. Seven out of ten for old for old timey movies. I, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. I saw it a little younger, I guess, when I was a little younger. You yeah. bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, not even that much younger, but like I did see it. I don't know, like early twenties. Early twenties. That's yeah. when you first saw it. Yeah. When did it come out? Eighties. Oh. Yeah. So you didn't watch it when it. Played. I didn't watch it when I was oh, a kid. Okay. okay. I'm oh high school my conspiracy days, but I can't remember my first watching. So I'll say my twenties. Okay. I remember watching in my twenties okay. for sure. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I saw it because in, in high school I was tinfoil hat. Yeah, I was on I was on fucking four chan and all the message boards and shit. <laughs> like, what's going on in the world? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. aliens! And now the government is like, what's going on in the world? Oh my god, aliens! aliens. I'm like. <laughs> Yo, first of all, government, if they're talking about it now, pff, they're pff. if I was on that 20 years ago, the government's already fucking 8 billion years past ashes. So mm-hmm. whatever, you fall for it if you want. Um, my star rating out of 10, I'd, I'd probably say an 8. Okay. I can't give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, There are some... Uh, it's not even that there are some issues. It's just not a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. I feel like... What would you, what would you rank a 10 out of 10, like? And then I'll give you the breakdown of the movie. But, like, just so we know, like... What would be, scared. like, a 10 out of 10 in terms of messaging and, like, movie? Well, you're saying the message transcends. Yeah, so, so regardless, like... So, regardless, so just... Yo, I haven't really thought about movies like this. I don't even know if I would give much a 10. Okay. You know, like... I can. Give I think when I was younger, I would have been like, yeah, this is a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interstellar. That's that's the one for me. <laughs> yeah, see, Interstellar. Like, that's you, all funny for you, too. Yeah. That's crazy. That's <laughs> how you know. Yeah, we're friends for a reason. <laughs> Obviously, we're fucking talking metaphysical conversations all the time. Yeah. So Interstellar actually is it for you, too? Yeah, because we didn't pre-plan this conversation. No, but that, I was yeah. It, that one's a ten for me because one thing I like about it is that it's so scientific that it's religious. Mm. You know what I mean? And you know, for the those that have the eyes to see, they'll be able. To- <laughs> yes, brother. Yes, brother. Preach, brother. <laughs> if you have the eyes to see, and the you ears will see. To hear. <laughs> if you have the ears to hear, you will hear. <laughs> But if you do not, <laughs> then you will not. But <laughs> I love the visuals. Like that was one of the I love the smokiness of the movie. The smokiness. It's so it's just smoke. It's like 80s, bro. It's like it's like there was somebody smoking cigarettes right behind the camera lens. Mm, like, just like that hazy Yeah, there's like graininess. Yeah. I lo- I love that. The yeah. older I get, the more I love that like the like the the grain. The granular yeah. fucking you, <laughs> nigga. you know, just uh it's yeah. like texture, you know? Yeah. But continue. Yeah. Um I'll try and let this be mostly a you review since Okay, so is, back to the review. One thing that like really tripped me out yeah. is that even though it was from the eighties, yeah, the world that the movie starts in is still the same world that we live in today. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right? So like he comes in. He's a he's a lonely traveler. He comes in by by himself. He's like, um, I'm just looking for work. Da 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 da. There's no jobs. Then he lives 
in in a commune with people. Yeah. You know, and it's like we see that all around here. Just oh, it's ten cities everywhere. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, dang, like it's really a documentary. It's really a documentary, bro. And so there's that, and then I like how you know and. Say what you will, you know, the listeners, but the mm, what you say. <laughs> the That's for the white listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you only meant well. Yo, when that song comes on, white girls get wet. It's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about an 80s conspiracy movie. <laughs> Somehow I made it about wet white girls. All right. <laughs> Um, the hideout was in the church, right? So that's yep. that another thing that I picked up on. It's like the hideout was in the church, but they weren't preaching. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, cause you would still, people would go to church and then, okay, service and da, 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 da. Yeah. But they were in the church trying to fight for the truth. So I thought that was interesting. Like they... That was their hideout. Like that's the, that was the base of operation. That was, that was the, the HQ. That's where the that's where the glasses were manufactured. That's where they had the meetings and all that shit. Yeah. Now, I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. did you notice anything about anyone from the church later on? What do you mean? Like, that? in what way? So, the white guy from the church, did you notice him pop back up later on in the movie? Which white guy? They're the all... guy, no, the main guy. That was fucking, so there was a the black pastor, and there was the, the chubby white, white guy. So, oh, you mean the one that was on the TV? No, not the TV guy. The guy that was like oh, then helping the pastor. The later on, uh, they were hiding out in the hotel, and because then he saw the black guy with the glasses. Like, oh, what does what does nigga do with the glasses? Yeah. And then he follows him into the hotel where they're hiding out after. They yeah, but he ended up joining. He joined. He joined the elites. Did you notice that? The guy who started the movement and with the glasses. So not the pastor, but there was, and not the white guy. On the TV, no, he was the guy that was helping the pastor, yeah, and it was leading the fucking the movement or whatever, and who had the glasses. I didn't realize that was him. So that was him. So is that why he? So recognized he, he them? sold out. Correct. That's how. Oh, that's why he recognized him. Like, how did he? That's why he recognized him because oh. he ended up selling out, and then he tried to get them to yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, "Don't yeah. you see that joining is much easier?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah, bro. There's a lot in that movie, bro. There is a lot because I was wondering, like, where does he recognize him from? So maybe. Cause there was also the guy that had like the the Italian like mobster hair. Yeah. Right. That's not him. No. So it was a different guy. So I must have missed that guy earlier on. But I was wondering. Italian mobster hair. I'm trying to think of who that is. The the dude that spotted them in the hotel. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Like he he was like the one leading the the movement in the second location, which the the white lady sold them out to and yeah. never brought the Gestapo. You know, oh, they brought him down. Stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was a good movie. The the action, like I thought, it was wild that he like just starts like blasting people in the bank. You know what I mean? Just, oh yeah, bro! Like, <laughs> iconic line, by the way. That is an iconic movie line. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I didn't know that. And I'm all from. out of gum. I didn't know that's where I was from. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the original. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's not Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem got it from Yeah. They yeah. live. No, I didn't I thought I always knew that Duke Nukem stole it from somewhere because Duke Nukem is a parody. It was of, a parody of yeah. Right? So I didn't know it was from They Live. So when I 
saw that. I'm like, oh, a lot of stuff comes from they live. Yeah. Whether it be like, uh, like on the nose or in the background, but that story is like, like you know. And the one liners of this movie just the the main guy just drops. He like speaks in one liners and like like he like he's the like, main guy. Yeah. So Roddy Piper is a wrestler. <laughs> he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. Oh, he was he's and Jack. he was he's probably still considered to this day. He passed away. Rowdy Roddy. Rowdy Piper. Roddy that's Piper. Him? That's him. Oh. The mouthpiece. The hot rod. That was oh. his name. And yeah, um, that's where Ronda Rousey. While while they were filming the movie, he actually wrote on like three sheets of paper. John Carpenter talks about this. He's like, he gave me a bunch of his lines. That he used in the wrestling world, okay. and I looked through them, and I'm like, "Yo, this is great writing. Not none, none of them really fit." Yeah, but Roddy wrote that line. I'm here to chew bubblegum yeah. and kick ass. He used it in I'm wrestling, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. So he used that in wrestling, mm-hmm. and then John Carpenter read that on the on the paper that he gave him. He's like, "That I I know where to put that line." He's like, "Someone cooked here." <laughs> that yo, bro, let him cook. Let him cook. Um, but yeah, Roddy is no like. Iconic on the yeah. microphone, bro. Even if you don't watch wrestling, mm-hmm. super entertaining guy to just watch talk on the mic and just talk trash about people. Okay. R.I.P. Roddy, uh, absolute legend. Mm-hmm. God, I'm so glad I grew up getting to see that guy work and and yeah. the influence that he's had on the business like mm-hmm. since. But not to make this about wrestling. I was wondering, like, this guy is like way more jacked than everybody. Than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, he was straight off of like a WrestleMania <laughs> fucking weekend, bro. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, I before we like because I, I don't want to spend too much time on the movie, mm-hmm. but we obviously got to talk about the fight scene. Yeah, and and just the the symbolism behind the fight scene. If you've never seen the movie They Live, well, first of all, we just spoiled the shit out of it for you. Um, <laughs> and it's from ways. the '80s, anyways, nigga. Like, come on, bro, catch up. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a scene. So uh, essentially, if if you haven't caught the gist, the the whole plot line of the movie is there's a whole uh, group of elites, haha, uh, that run the world secretly, and there's uh, like a resistance group. They create these glasses, literally these physical glasses, and when you put the glasses on, you can see reality for how it really is. So in the movie, they depict this by like there's being a, a bunch of billboards and shit, newspapers, newspapers, yeah. and 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 even people, yeah, that are just walking around and everything looks all normal. And like the billboard will say like uh, vacation to wherever the fuck, uh, and then you put the glasses on. And then it says consume. It's like eat, sleep, die. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on on the money. This is your God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I yeah, love that one. This that is your hard. God. But one thing I noticed. One sec. One more thing with the glasses too. The elites in the movie, when you're wearing the glasses, they literally look like lizard people, which doesn't help conspiracies. But I think that's why they purposely use that. Well, I thought not all of the elites were lizard people because there were still regular people like that guy. Well, not everybody was an elite. No, but when you get to the underground spot, Right, because mm-hmm. everyone's all debonair and dressed up. Everyone's at the Grammy Award show. You know what I mean? Just like um, there was regular people, and then there's aliens. But what I think that that symbolizes is that normal people will like. No, but there, here's another thing because they say, or the guy that was like giving them the grand tour. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, so they come here, they're interdimensional. Interdimensional beings and they and they fucking yeah, right? space travel and all they that shit. Space travel, they they give them their technology, they give them their their resources and stuff in exchange for whatever it is they want. Mm. So there are some people that were the aliens, but then there's also still the humans. The support that, that's what and that's that what I was saying. Aliens exactly. And, still... and that's how the guy from the that's the sellouts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you join the system, mm-hmm. but it's like 
If you're a regular Joe Schmo and then you like regular Joe Schmoes, unless they're picked or usually make some sort of deal with someone or something, mm-hmm. don't make it to the top, bro. Mm. You know, in anything. There's systems set up in place. Yeah. Usually it's people that come from generational something, whether it be wealth, knowledge, or access or something. Usually you're tapped in. Yeah. And that's what the beautiful message of that movie is. But to go back to that fight scene, bro. Yeah. There's a whole fight scene in this movie that is at least 15 to 17 minutes long. Yeah, it was like 10% of the movie. Bro, the <laughs> messaging behind that. And you know, the first time I watched that movie, I didn't even take that in. It was like the third time I saw it where I like my mind was blown. I really understood what the fuck I was watching. The like there's the so Roddy, the main character, mm-hmm. he has this other uh co-worker or whatever that he meets in the movie. Yeah. And after he puts on the glasses and starts to see the world for how it really is, he's trying to show uh the guy the glasses. He's what like, was yo, the actor's name again? Uh Keith Keith, Keith David. Davidson. Keith, Keith Davidson. Davidson, yes. Keith Davids or Keith Davidson? One of the two. I think it's Keith Davids. Keith yeah. It's one of the two. Uh if you ever played the movie, the video game Saints Row, he was like the the guy who started the Saints. Um, but he refused to put on the glasses. And what the metaphor here is, is is most people refuse to see the world for how it really is. And so Roddy literally had to, the fight scene was 15 minutes long. This nigga was trying to beat the fuck out of him and force him to wear the glasses. But he refused to wear the glasses. So they went, and that's literally you trying to show somebody the truth. And them resisting. Yeah. Like, that's what the whole fight scene represents. And even by the end of the fight, did you notice that he still didn't put on the glasses? He, the only way that he got the glasses put on him was by force. They yeah. went through that whole fight, and even at the end of the fight, yeah. he had to beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. knock him unconscious, and then put the glasses, then put the glasses on him, mm-hmm. which is literally how life is, bro. Most yep. people refuse to just see what is in front of them until... Like usually it's too late or they're beat the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And man, that movie's just fire. Yeah. Even though we've explained it, like it's still worth a watch because we didn't do it justice. So here's another thing that I think most people probably won't pick up on, but like for the majority of the movie, <clears throat> um the main character, mm. he's wearing blue, right? And Keith David's character is wearing purple. Yeah. So if we go to the, the chakra system, colors, right? He's like basically his conscious, but he's still f- fighting against. Because his whole thing was he just wanted things to stay the same. But what's brown in the? What do you mean? What's brown in the chakra system? There is no brown. There is no brown. That's what I'm saying. So what? Do you, so what? Do you... He was wearing purple. Crown. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you get brown from? I don't know why I just said brown. <laughs> It's because he's black. No, wait, where's blue? This this is the throat. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I said brown. Yeah, I was so confused. (laughs) (laughs) Way to just derail it, Zeus. No, but so so blue, right, is the throat. So this guy's trying to speak the truth. He's trying to, hey, wake up. Ah, good point. And he's trying to wake up the crown chakra. But the crown chakra, he's basically like, nah, man, I want to stay the same. Like, I don't want to rustle no feathers. I have a family back in a different town. I got some of the money. The <laughs> Western Union life. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you're right. He's fighting against, and I think that scene is also could be seen as an internal battle as well because sometimes your body, well, yeah, it's representative of a lot of different. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, of course. Yeah, because he's like 
trying to put it on and your body be like no don't do it i, I, I want to stay the same i want to be comfortable like, to me the perfect the perfect phrase that encapsulates that scene is you can lead a horse to water but you can't force it yeah. to drink mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's life man yeah um, but yeah, so seven out of ten for Dante, eight out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. Worth a watch, regardless, just in terms of its uh, place in in movie history. Mm-hmm. And um, and like, man, it'll really freak you out, given that it came out all the way back then. But it's exactly what's taking place today, yeah. which is most like all media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's get into the comedy recap this week. Lots to fucking talk about. Damn, I'm 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 pretty much off my summer retirement. I think I did like five or six shows. I'll highlight a few. Uh, Monday, starting the week off, I did Comedy Bar West, which is uh, Bloor and Ossington in Toronto. Uh, Salutes to J.J. Marsh, a young melanated melanated comedian, um, just uh, like newer in the game, but crushing the scene. Mm -hmm. Like I'm seeing him all over the place doing his stuff. This was his first show that he produced, and he had me headline. Uh, He drew out a really nice crowd, especially for a Monday uh, when there was so much to compete with. Um, so yeah, salutes to him, man. That show was fucking awesome. Uh, I will mention there was two comics that are newer that were on the show that they were both wearing backpacks. And I like, I like, I did a mild roast of them on stage. I'm like, I'm, I, I've been doing comedy for a minute, but this is the first time I've ever seen comedians with backpacks. Like, did I miss yeah. something or something like this? Like, <laughs> it was so hilarious. But like, they, they, they took it in stride. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm never, I'm not punching down. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch ass niggas. Right, he's punching down. We <laughs> no man, everything's with love, and um, and yeah, man, it was it was really fun to see the new crop, like it's it's like the new black crop, bro. Yeah. And there's some there's some white people on the like everybody held their own. It was great. Okay. But I'm starting to see a lot of the new melanated crew come out and mm-hmm. and and do their thing and hold their own. Nice. And that's fun, bro. Like, yeah. cause I'm seeing, like I'm realizing now, I am I am like an OG to some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I don't view myself that way, but like. <laughs> To some people, I literally am. Bro, again, this weekend, bro, I got called legendary and prolific and all this shit. Like, yeah. bro, it won't stop this summer. I don't know what's going on. No, but it, No, but this now it's just going to continue forever now. I guess. Because you're an OG. Somebody heard one person say it, so now they're just yeah, like, it's... You think people are going to stop telling people, like, yo, man, you're a legend. You're dog. a legend, dog. But it's like, yo, <laughs> it's time to start making some legendary moves, bro. I'm so excited, mm. man. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Uh, let's jump forward. I did Yuck Yucks uh, on Thursday, uh, downtown Toronto on Richmond Street. Salutes to Yuck Yucks and the crew there. Fire show. Brian O'Gorman runs, um, well, he hosts Antidepressant Thursdays. I had a really fun set there, and then I didn't close strong. I don't know. I was fucking, uh, bro, I'm, I'm in a flow state. Mm-hmm. I'm in a flow state, so I took a chance. But, like, the set was really great, yeah. and I still ended on a laugh, but I didn't end on my laugh. I didn't end on the laugh okay. that I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but still, I had a great time, and and obviously we know you heard me talk about it, especially last week. The episode was called the Comedy Block, mm-hmm. Yuck Yucks and the Corner Comedy Club. Yes, that is the funniest block in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime I'm in that area, I always run into the funniest people, my all my closest friends in the game, and um, yeah. So I was just running back and forth between the two clubs. Spent pretty much. Is that back door open again? No, there no they they that back door is not not for use. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you can leave from it as, as a. Co- I don't even think I should say that on mic. Okay. If you're a staff or comic or something, I think you can leave from it. Gotcha. But no entrance anymore mm-hmm. from there for sure. Um, but I'm bump. Uh, cut to I'll cut to Saturday. Uh, Jeremy Dobsky, uh, long longtime friend, my brother in comedy. Uh, this guy recorded his first album. Um, at the Corner Comedy Club, conveniently right in the fucking comedy alley. Mm-hmm. What a shock. 
Uh, so Saturday, I spent the night in Toronto again. I was pretty much there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was okay. in Toronto and Monday. Um, and yeah, bro, it was just, the energy was crazy. I, I did a little spot for him to open up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like, there was two of us. There was a comic before me and then me right before him. And like, I was just tuning myself to, to, I always tune myself properly before I go on stage. Like I have my own little process and shit, but I, I did it like a specific tuning to be like what my guy needed me to be to, to yeah. make sure he was set up. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like, I've never set anybody up better mm. in my 12 years plus in comedy to go up on stage after me. Like I fucking like the most perfect toss of yeah. a ball. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. he fucking smashed that shit out of the park. Mm-hmm. That was fun to watch. Then spent the night just going back and forth between the clubs. And uh, and uh, before that, uh, earlier during the day, uh, if anybody's from Hamilton, Ontario, the annual uh, street festival, Supercrawl, mm-hmm. it's like a music and arts festival. They shut down downtown Hamilton. It's like three to four blocks. It's like, I think yes, four? Might have been four or five, five blocks. Five yeah, and there's a main stage at the top of the street and then a small stage at the bottom of the street with music all day long for yep. three days. Uh, I took a trip out there Saturday just to see the community, mm-hmm. ran to a bunch of people. Um, salutes to August Black Collective, who g- got all my gems on, on lock, man. Ain't nobody got better gems in this city, I, I think. And uh, everything is properly sourced with her and, and just handcrafted beautifully. Uh, there was one other one that I would say that I really I really like also, but I ran into her. Shout outs to the ladies at Bougie Burn Candles. They make all like exclusive candles. These are all people that I, I've worked with mm-hmm. in my career over time. Yeah. So I just made sure to take the day and then go support their businesses and shit. Uh, shout outs to 55th Street Collective. Um, yo, my guy Jason at the local skate shop, man. Ain't no better skate shop on earth than the local skate shop. Uh, bro, I just, Dope Chief Studios. I guess I might as well bring it up right now. Um, shout outs to Brody at Because Design Matters. Um, cause he gave me the opportunity to write my first published article, which was in issue number three of Because Design Matters. The magazine is out now. I, unless you were at Supercrawl, I don't even think you can get it. Like, I don't know if this is exclusive to Supercrawl or not, but you know, released at Supercrawl. it was released at Supercrawl issue number three, just took it out of the cellophane wrap. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast the last little while, this won't shock you at all. <laughs> also, shout out to Cowabunga Pizza of Hamilton, Ontario. I know this guy, JT. I've been knowing this guy for years since I started my comedy career. We've been, uh, like, we've been in the same circles. And to watch him build out and grow his little pizza shop into, like, a multi-business, yeah. like, multi-location uh, business, shout out to him. And um, there were multiple covers of this. I, I grabbed a few, but the one I have here with me is the Cowabunga Pizza cover. I love also shout outs to the art on the back. This is a piece that's hanging up in downtown Hamilton right now. It's a big alien that's crying. It's a big gray alien that's oh, crying. Yeah, it yeah, says yeah. humans aren't okay. Yeah. I'll put it right into the camera for you guys. Well, it won't. Yeah. Like it's, it's focused for where I am. I'll try and zoom in on it, but I love this piece. I might even find a picture online and put it in here. Um, so when you open it up, you know, it's just a magazine. You go to the table of contents, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, we got a oh, cowbunga piece of the future. Oh, there's an article written by Black Zeus on page 18. Who, in brackets, you killed art? Oh, this is such a me article, bro. <laughs> Who, you killed art? I'll, I will read the article here, because why the fuck not? It's, it's a one-pager. Um, 
Did I send it to you? Have you read the article? No. Nope. <clears throat> All right. And again, if you've been listening to the podcast, none of this shit will surprise you what I'm about to say. <laughs> All right. Who, in brackets, you killed art? Written by Black Zeus. Art is dead is a phrase I have heard since I was young. We've all heard it, but for most people, it's just a common phrase. Now, over 12 years into my comedy career, I'm beginning to ask if art ever really existed. When I first started stand-up, social media was still in the early stages of complete dominance. You had to maintain some sort of online presence, but what was most important was your skill level on the stage. That's what sold tickets and built followings. As meme and clout culture evolved and new apps like TikTok entered the scene, creating quote-unquote content started to make me feel fake. Like I, was selling my, like I was selling out my true vision for the potential promise of fame, followers, ticket sales, and all the things associated with quote-unquote success. This is when I fully realized success is what I define it to be, and that social media was the new trap. You see, art is dead. And social media is its digital coffin. You know how mm -hmm. proud I am of that fucking line, bro? Yeah. That's fucking bars. Like, yeah, I, I literally, like, you know how when you restart a song and shit, or like, yeah. I must have read this part back, like, just to make sure I'm, I'm that. I'm like, yo, am I this heat, bro? <laughs> yo, art is dead, and social media is its digital coffin. I mm. fuck bars. 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 If I may say so myself. <laughs> uh, ego, ego-ass nigga. <laughs> The phrase art is dead was likely created because when you add corporate money and fame slash clout to anything, you open the floodgates to liars, fakes, phonies, and hacks. The ones who don't have the true talent, vision, and patience to produce anything meaningful. The classic formula to success of patience, acquiring skill, credits, contacts, etc. is still available to all, but these days, the true artists often sits happily in the shade of the clout demons and the depression and anxiety-ridden masses that fuel their egos. Mm. Bruh, when I tell you I'm proud of myself for this shit, nigga. That's what I know when you wrote this. Like, oh, I, was I was up till 2 in the morning, bro. Oh, bro, I was up till 2 in the morning, <laughs> bro. So fire, I was up till 2 in the morning because I, bro, what a, it was after, it was after shows and editing. Yeah, I remember. Like, bro, when I tell you that was a jam-packed day. But I couldn't go to like I couldn't go to sleep after a while because I was buzzing because I read this a few yeah. times. And I'm like, whoa, I did this. Yeah. So let me let me close it out here. <laughs> when there is no major incentive slash funding to create anything other than bite-sized, scrollable, catchphrase-laden content, the result is that you mostly get material that does nothing for anybody. Well, other than clout for the creator and content to help the viewers scroll just long enough to forget to work on the bigger picture issues in their personal life and the world at large. However, real art does exist. It exists in the shadows of the megastars, influencers, 15-minute famers, and clout demons. It exists on the website that only a thousand people know about. It exists in the bar after an amazing show where the energy is buzzing and people are conversing and sharing human experiences. It exists in every nook and corner where, where commercial content slash art isn't. So if you ever hear the phrase, art is dead again, and find yourself asking who killed it, reflect on how you consume art slash content and realize that maybe it was you, you son of a bitch. The son of a bitch part isn't in there, but <laughs> it was you. You killed art. Who killed art? 
You killed art. My first published article. Shout outs to Brody. Shout outs to Dope Chief Studios. And uh, yeah, sh- go go grab your copy if you're hearing this and you have the ability to. Um, I'm super proud of this, bro. Yeah. I'm super proud of this. Your boy, like, literally, I went to school for journalism, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, niggas don't know. They think I'm just some fucking, they think I'm just some fucking comedy guy. <laughs> nah, nigga. I don't know I can actually write. I know some shit. You, you surprised? You thought <laughs> I just watched movies, nigga? You think because I dropped the word nigga so often, nigga? <laughs> what? You think I was uneducated, nigga? Are you crazy, nigga? Nigga? Are you serious, nigga? Get the fuck out of here, nigga, you bitch ass nigga. That sounds like your Playboy Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Playboy Cardi. Fuck that nigga. Talk about art being dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yo, what do you think of that article? Let me get your honest opinion and feedback. No, I think I think that's a good assessment because was it too harsh? No. Was it too jaded? I I, I was wondering if maybe it would seem a little jaded no, or something. No, because I think one of the things you you end on is like. It's only dead to the people that aren't looking for it, mm-hmm. right? Because the people that are scrolling on Instagram, they're not looking for art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's of what course. you're saying. They're just scrolling. They're just trying to numb that whatever it is. Just exactly. Scroll scroll just scroll, scroll, scroll their life away but, because. But to the people, and because I've you know I've gone to a lot of live shows. You know what I mean? Because I support the homies. I mm-hmm. go out and I, I see I see actual art, so I know it's not dead. Of course. You, you know what I mean? I go to your shows. I'm like, this is art. You know what I mean? But to the people that just see Instagram and then da 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 or the people that are just incentivized to do that versus, like, what I always try and tell people is don't be, like, don't try and be famous on Instagram and then do your art. It's do your art first. Yeah, and then and, just post it. And then just post it, right? Because if you're trying to you know, cater to the algorithm and cater to what you think other people are going to like, you're going to be in this loop of, you know, I don't even know what, it's like this never ending downward spiral type deal. Yeah. That's why you got to define what it is that you want out of, mm. not just art, but life, man. You got to define it. Yeah. Because if you don't define it, then you don't know what you want. And then you're just moving at the whim of whatever the fucking trend is. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're on this earth to do. I mean, they would have you think that they, (laughs) this nigga's talking about they. They they live, we sleep. They live, we sleep. That is the actual, yeah, that's the tagline of the movie. That's what they had. The, the yeah, church. they live, we sleep. Yeah, because the elites, they live, they live it up, and then we just sleep yeah. and consume and go to work, and, just, and we're just batteries for them. That's what the Matrix told you. Come on, nigga, you guys mm. sitting here trying to be like Neo is Jesus and all, nigga, stop being a battery. Whatever. Uh, let's <laughs> battery get into let's get into this Jesus. week's uh, poll results, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning. Welcome back, beautiful people. Every week on the podcast, uh, we do something called poll results. What I do on my Instagram social media feed every Monday is I post an interactive poll question. I leave it up for 24 hours. The people vote. And then on Wednesday, me and Dante come into the studio and we discuss the results. This week's poll question. I'm pretty sure I've asked this before in a different way, but I've, I've been out a lot lately, so it was on my mind. Mm-hmm. Out of out of the options below, or out of the options, what is your ideal night out? And the options were big party slash clubbing, house party slash low key event, and I don't go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been in a heavy study phase, yeah. So I've been not going out, yep. but then like it's funny because the tail end of summer, I'm like, let's go out again <laughs> and fucking be interactive and shit. But I'm so over 
big parties and clubs. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's just not. I don't want to talk over loud shit. Yeah. To have a meaningful conversation, or not even just a meaningful, just to have a conversation. Here's here's what I'll say, right? Mm. Because I like to dance, but when you go to a club, I hate when you go to a club and then there's just mans posted up. Yeah, that's what I hate. That that takes all the fun out of it. Why? You're there for the women, anyways. You're there to dance, or are you? Sorry, it's 2023. <laughs> 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 Hey yo, hey, that yo. was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like I like listening to music and I like to dance, right? And I like I like when the music is loud enough to where you can hear it with your body. That's you know, when, when you feel the bass and all that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when you go to a club and there's no one dancing, it's awkward. That's awkward and it drives me insane. Like this is the place where you're supposed to move and groove but mans will just post up on the wall yeah that's what they're there for though i know but so that's, that's, they, they, that's how they pull i guess who cares bro just i know you get more bitches dancing anyways very true like bro <laughs> i mean they ain't grinding up on the wall <laughs> no nope. well some of them are but they're really drunk and you don't want to deal with them hey <laughs> they just right in the ass on the wall hey yeah uh <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I don't know because I I find that even my musical tastes mm -hmm. aren't changing. I still fucks with what I fucks with, but I'm listening to a lot less of the like the fucking obnoxious uh, yep. vibrations. Mm -hmm. Um, what a shock! Dreadhead nigga over here is listening to a lot of reggae <laughs> and like oldies and soulful shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and like the hip hop that I skew towards is more like. Uh, metaphysical type shit yeah, yeah. or or shit like earl sweatshirt has mm -hmm. bro something happened to this nigga and i think it's him having a baby and a wife okay like bro like he's putting out some of the greatest yeah i like i like that soulful rap shit mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. but not like boom bap yeah i uh, like that like, i like cadence and There's flow cadence. and rhythm and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah you know what i mean yeah. need, i need style yeah you know? but uh i feel like uh maybe griselda will come back into heavy rotation <laughs> in winter time yeah, what side's usually the aggressive. Yeah, usually, usually the aggressive, the aggressive vibes for me come back out in the wintertime. Yeah, listen to a lot more rock, a lot of rock, <laughs> and uh, and like Griselda, bro. But right now, uh, just a lot of reggae. Yeah, just a lot of soulful shit and oldies. And actually, you know what? Jazz, bro. Mm. I've been going heavy on yeah. the jazz, heavy on the jazz. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's uh, let's see the results. So wait, which which are you? Are you me? Yeah. House party, low key event. That's what you voted. That's what I prefer. Yeah. Okay. You? I I prefer still clubbing. That? No, no, no. I'm I'm like clubbing is every once in a while, but and I do get that mood every once in a while. I do actually want to go out dancing in public. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because that is necessary too, bro. But mm -hmm. but overall, like, nah, bro. Give me a house party or low key event. Or don't go at all because well, even... you got to pick one. Which which do you align with more? So lately, I've been just not going out. Right, because like even like house parties, to me, it's just a whole bunch of people. Like if it's like a low key thing and it's just like a, a chatting thing, cool. But if it's just like guys and they're you know doing all sorts of angel dust, you know what bring I mean, bring all bring that bring kind bring of bring stuff. Yeah, but I said low, like it's a house party or low key event. I, I that Im implies that 
This is your hypothetical, nigga. You don't have to make it a coke party. No, what would you prefer to no, go to? When I go to the, <laughs> the house parties that I've been to, ah, this nigga's doing coke and shit. It's always that. Don't want you that. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want that. I'd rather stay at home. That's I'd very fair. Not go out. Yeah, that's very fair. But I feel like we, yeah, once you, I, once you start to vibe out of that shit, it's just yeah, hard to. When I, once I get my own property, if the government permits it, um, I would, like, I think there's a real art to hosting a nice, like, house party mm-hmm. or like a, you know, just a. A small little get together, mm. but you know, going back to the artist death thing, most men would rather just beer pong and da 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 da. You know. Yeah, but bro, that speaks to the your surroundings, though. I know, but you gotta clean up your surroundings if that's not what you no, want. I, Remember, that's why, that's why I, all is mine, no, baby. But this, this is my thing. Just put. This is why I'm in the I don't go out section because you're clearing out everything. Because I I cleared all that stuff out. The energy out. That's know? very fair. That's very fair. And I, and you know what, bro. Like eighty percent of my crew is in the same boat. Like most people right now, mm-hmm. they're either going through a spiritual awakening. I find okay, or like am I? I'm asking you also. Like, but I a lot of people are having a lot of spiritual fucking coming, not even to Jesus moments, but just coming to the light moments. Yeah, and whatever that that route, like whatever that leads them down, is yeah. whatever. But a lot of people are just waking up to the bullshit mm. in general, and and I don't know, man. Something. Uh, I hear this a lot. Cause like I just said, I just came out of the I don't go out. I would have yeah. like even just a month ago, I would have said I'm not a I don't go out. Mm-hmm. Because I just been studying, bro. Yeah. And I, I've been retired for the summer. You know what I mean? I've just been doing shows here and there. Mm-hmm. But now that things are gearing back up, and bro, when I tell you, man, like who I am in this comedy scene and who I'm about to be in the world comedy scene, like bro, I'm it's it's all so limitless for me. Like I'm so I'm I'm amped, bro, in a way that I I haven't been since I started. But the difference is now that I'm like I'm not new. Mm. <laughs> but I have that same fucking piss and vinegar, like <sighs> but now I also have preparedness and and like awareness and knowledge mm-hmm. having accumulated all these experiences and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, I mean, you know, we're gonna start hitting road soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see the results. Once again, out of the options, what is your ideal night out? The options were big party slash clubbing, house party slash low key event, and the other option was I don't go out. The people voted nine percent big party, twenty seven percent house party, sixty four percent said I don't go out. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying, bro? I'm telling you, I, I actually forgot these results, mm. but that leans perfectly into what I was saying. Like, yeah, a lot of people, like post pandemic. The pandemic yeah. put a lot of people in their own in their in their place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean like put them in their place like you during a timeout. Well, it was a timeout it actually. Was, literally was a timeout. And a lot of people either sank or swam. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, thankfully though, most people I, I would say are swimming. Yeah. A lot of people I feel like came out of it more introspective, more 100%. like. I see it way more you now. Th- I think one thing with the pandemic is like you had no choice. I mean, depending on who you were. But to introspect, mm-hmm. you know, so like during that time, a lot of people was like, okay, do I really want to risk my life to go to this job? Is this job even going to appreciate what I'm doing? Yeah. Da, 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 and all these things. Yeah. Do I need toilet paper? <laughs> do I need toilet paper? Apparently everybody needed eight packs of toilet paper. <laughs> Holy fuck. But yeah, like I really resonate with the don't go out people, man. Because yeah. I, I, it's like a transitional phase in life. Mm-hmm. And we all go through these pockets. It's yeah. like, for me, I've mostly been a go out person. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had years, you know? I'm, I'm, I mostly reside on the extrovert. Yes. But I 
through my own life experiences, I've been able to just tune it to what to what I want or to what the situation needs yeah. from me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, and that's a real that's a real gift and a curse, bro. But now I just re- it's not even a, it's not even a curse, bro. And it's not even a gift. It just is. It just is. To me, I really have grown to accept that it just is. So, shout out to shout out to the people that you know. What is that? A five minute. Fifty minute. Fifty minute mark. Yeah. All right. Well, we did the poll results. Let's do a really quick recap of this fucking weird ass UFC event. Ugh. Um, so yeah, that's the poll results, by the way. Uh, follow me at aka Black Zeus on Instagram if you want to get in on those. That's every Monday we post a new ones. Um, yeah, let's get into this week's UFC recap. Uh, UFC 293 just took place in uh, Australia, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland. And boy, did this event feel like a wrestling show to me. Um, I have my own conspiracies about Go shit. Go into it. I want to hear this. I'm just saying, as someone who grew up watching wrestling and knowing not even just the, like, the, I know the dynamic of wrestling in and out. I yes. know when I'm being worked. Okay. You know? Okay. And UFC typically doesn't feel, there's definitely times where you're like, okay, these press conferences are works. And what I mean by works are obviously like they're gimmicks. They're, yes, 100%. But this whole thing, even the fight, felt like a work to me. And and I just can't shake it, man. My intuition is telling me that I'm being worked. So mm-hmm. like whatever that means, whether Izzy purposely tanked or I don't know, bro. So do you think that they're going to do... An immediate rematch? 100. They're talking about it already. <laughs> Sean said he was down. Yeah. Dana said he's down. And Dana never talks about fucking booking matches. What are you talking? What's of. the number one thing he says? Yeah. No booking matches on the fucking thing of. Yeah, of the night of, yeah. Obviously, I think for rematches, he might say something every once in a while when yeah. it's a big enough event. Probably. So, like, maybe I'm taking that one too far. But I just don't like the betting odds on this one. The, la- the, the fact that last time some, like, crazy upset like this. Well, not the last time, but one of the biggest upsets happened in Australia also. So the timing of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, back in Australia. And all of a sudden, the guy who was zero chance of winning. Bro, so me and my homie were watching the betting odds. We were watching the betting line. Mm-hmm. And the lowest that we, or the highest that we saw was four to one for Strickland. Mm-hmm. He was going to pay out four to one. Yeah. I didn't even know watching the post fight press conference, Dana White was like, the odds hit seven to one. Yeah. When the owner of the company's talking about those crazy odds, that nigga didn't make money. There's no fucking way. We already know Data's made bets on fights in the past. This has already been known. I haven't heard anything. Nah. I have I'm being serious. I haven't I haven't done the research. I haven't looked into it. Dana I obviously he makes money on the fights. Dana promotes the fights. Straight up has won. He's mentioned it on the post fight press conferences. And you but know what's funny? Is it it's not legal for him to bet on I fights. don't think it's illegal. I don't know, look that up. Can Dana White gamble? Dana White can't gamble on the own, on his Maybe own not fight. openly. <laughs> hey, Maybe not openly. Bet the house on this guy. I mean, bro, you see 7 to 1 odds and this is the thing though. Who would have the most knowledge on the fighters? Who would know the the second something happens other than obviously the the camp, the fight the fighters camp? Dana he knows everything. So if Izzy was feeling off or feeling ill or whatever the fuck or something wrong, something bad happened to him, which it seems like something happened to him, bro. This nigga seemed traumatized. 
Um, for him to talk about, he's talk. He talked. For he him to talk about the odds before, because I just I don't know, man. Like here's the thing. I don't and know. This man. is why I love MMA. You were saying earlier he had a zero percent chance of winning, but that's never the case. That's never the case. That's obviously, never the case. No, but did you hear how I said it? That wasn't my belief of it. That's what, that was what most people. I, I had so bro. I had that. that I'm too much of a conspiracy theorist, bro. Yeah. I can't like. I, I had it like maybe eighty percent Izzy was gonna win, but I did give the caveat if Sean Strickland could punch him. He had a fight. He had a puncher's chance. That's what everybody said. Or if he, he has a chin, but he didn't even do that. I know it went the distance. I know. And Izzy did nothing the whole fight. What do you mean he did nothing? He did nothing. He did nothing. So I don't know. We'll find out. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate beyond what but, I've said. Yeah. That's just like I just have a gut feeling that mm-hmm. I was worked mm-hmm. like like it was wrestling, okay. and we know who just bought UFC. Endeavor, it's Endeavor, or no? We we know that WWE. Endeavor already owned UFC and who they just bought WWE. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, this is super, but I don't believe in sports anymore. I think that whole allure. I don't believe in any of them. Mm. I don't believe in any of them, bro. I grew up wa- knowing that the NBA was rigged because the yeah. fucking ref got busted working with the mob. What are we talking about? <laughs> so if we know that NBA refs are rigged, yeah, uh, or at least it was just that one isolated incident, which it wasn't. Yeah, the NFL is rigged. MLB is rigged. MLB is crazy rigged. MLB is probably the most rigged fucking sport I've ever heard of in my fucking life. Next to boxing. The Houston Astros. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Next to boxing. So you're going to tell me you know boxing is fucking fixed like a motherfucker. Yes. You don't think that lends to UFC at all, not to MMA? They're clean. <laughs> Their hands are washed of all this shit. I- I'm sure there are some MMA, because keep in mind, MMA is not just the UFC. Of course. Right. As so, as much as Dana would like to, as much have, as Dana tells you that yeah. there's nothing else, there there's other things, right? There's probably some MLB, one FC, one FC. I should start really watching them. See yeah, how they they're, they're they're really good, and I like they have different fights. They have a jujitsu match, they have Thai and kickboxing in the same night. So yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, but if and maybe this is just my own bias, but if if UFC turns out to be just rigged outcomes and all that stuff, then I, I literally have nothing else to watch. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, at this point, it's like... Why not read a book then, nigga? Like, well, not, but I do read books. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's crazy for a nigga who just started reading in his life. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have no place to be telling niggas to be reading. But uh, it's like... The way I've always looked at it is like, at least the UFC is somewhat real. At least yes. it's real. Somewhat. You know what I mean? But the fact that you can even say somewhat that Well, because that, uh, here's the thing. It just it just cheapens it for me. No, but and I say all this to say that the next few fights, I, I'm so excited. Life, I, I I'm so excited. All right, but my whole thing is I I don't I don't care for the press conferences. Right? Because I know Because you know it's a wrestling show. It's a wrestling show. They have to they have to ham it up. That's the only reason why they do a press conference. You know what I mean? Like what are they gonna talk about? They're gonna fight in like two weeks. What do you um, need a press conference for? Some seems off, bro. Some seems off. So I don't, I don't know what, but some seems off. Yeah. Um. What was your fight of the night? Um, fight of the night. Manel Comp. Midget black guy. Yeah. That was going at Izzy. His his team, his whole. Thing. He went at the whole team. Yeah, because Izzy's teammate pulled out. Oh, that's right. So that he was supposed to fight Izzy's teammate, and then the dude still shows up to the fights. That's crazy, so, really? So that's why he was so cheesed, and that's why he said... He still he, showed up to the fights. Yeah. Something's going showed, on at Izzy's camp. What's going on, man? I don't know. 
I, I, huh? I, I'm. Gotta, I'm excited for the rumor mill to start going crazy. <laughs> That's what I love about sports now more mm, is the, the just the behind the stage shit. Yeah. Like seeing how the sausage is made is more exciting to me now because I'm in show business. So seeing how that is made, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. everything's everything's fake. Mm. And I actually am seeing it. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for me to spot. I'm not saying that I'm right with this. Yeah. I'm probably actually wrong. See, I, I, I like, just hope that you're wrong. I can't confirm nor deny it. Yeah, I just, I just, I just I have, have a, to believe. I have an inkling, bro, and my intuition's like, only been getting stronger. So <clears throat> it's I can't, it's hard for me to fight that shit. But um, but yeah, yo, what's the what's the next fight? What's the next UFC? Two ninety four. Is that Oliveira? Um, because we only got three more left for the year, right? Uh, we got a few. We just had September's. The next one. October, November, December. Yeah, we have three. Next, the next one. John is Jones is December. Noche UFC. Interesting. Is what? Oh, it's fight night, but they yeah, have no, to do it in Spanish. Bro, I'm talking about the fucking number. I know, one. I know, but it's it's, it's Shevchenko Grasso too. Just oh, okay. As a heads up. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like you're way more into MMA than like you're like yo. Let's talk about the fight nights. No, but it's Shevchenko, <laughs> dude. That's very fair. That's very fair. Shevchenko. No, that's very fair. I haven't seen her in a minute. Yeah, well, because she lost. And, yeah, you know, she, she, yeah, she took, took that embarrassing time. loss. It very embarrassing, it especially was. because you know we're talking about upsets. Upsets do happen, and when of they course. do happen, you're in a state of shock. It's like someone got shot. Like I, I remember actually. Just remember, one, I really want to leave. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, when <laughs> oh, shit. when Ronda Rousey lost to Holly Holm. Yeah, people were were like, they were like shook. You know what I mean? Because they they couldn't believe that yeah. someone they, she got kicked in the neck, bro. Like she got xed out. Yeah, but if you look at the actual buildup of her career, she was handed a lot of her fucking victories, man. Well, and this is why it wasn't so shocking to me because Ronda doesn't have that kind of striking. Mm -hmm, exactly. So if you actually are a fight strike, fan, yes. you probably made a lot of money on that fight. Yeah, <laughs> if I gambled. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, not you. I'm saying yeah. in general. If yeah. Um. So here is two ninety four. Just real quick. It is Oliver Makachev. Let's go. Damn, see how excited I am? Fuck, I suck, bro. Yeah, you're excited for a I'm trash, yeah, for a rig sport. Like, see, you, I can't help it. Like, it is what it is. Scroll up for me. Let me get all like all the way. Just scroll up. Oh, you want to see this? Yeah. Let's just, uh, all right. Now scroll down. Let's take a look at this fight card. All right, Islam Makachev versus Charles. Oh, oh, oh my God. Kamzat is fighting Paulo Costa on this event, too. Yeah, they got all the... The Dagestani guys fighting on this one. Of course. Okay, let's scroll down. Let's see some more of this. I can't pronounce his name. Nasruddin Imavov versus Ikram Alaskarov. That was crazy. You watched too much of this <laughs> shit. All right, we'll get into this next week. But uh, oh, Matt, Uncle Lyup. <laughs> God damn. Johnny Walker, I got that one. You bitch. <laughs> Johnny Walker, I can pronounce that. <laughs> scroll down. Let's see. Uh, Tim Elliott versus Muhammad. You remember this guy? No. He was the one that got caught. Remember, I was showing you, he got caught in the knee bar and he wouldn't He still won. And he still won. And he still won. Wow. So he recovered. We'll see. we'll see. I mean, we'll see. All right. We'll talk about this more closer, yeah. too. This is um, 21st. Yo, I am so excited for a rigged, for a rigged fight. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, you do watch wrestling. So. I do watch wrestling. <laughs> like, hey, man, even if it's rigged, you know. Like, as, long as, as long as I know. Yeah, as long as it's openly rigged, it's okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh but yo dante where can the people find you online uh you can find me online at person one prod p-r-s-o-n the number one p-r-o-d 
That's on Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah, okay. I should have specified. <laughs> uh, I'm AKA Black Zeus on all social media. Uh, make sure you subscribe, follow, all that good shit. We're on YouTube, TikTok. We're not on TikTok. That's crazy. <laughs> Why would I even say that? I fucking hate TikTok. <laughs> We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that good shit. Uh, thank you so much for supporting. We will see you back here next week or hear you back here next week on Black Zeus the Podcast. This has been Black Zeus the Podcast, season four, episode 31. See you next week. Peace, peace.